Thank you for joining us for Working Through the Word, a ministry of the Richmond Church of Christ. Let's join our pulpit minister, Mike Johnson, as he brings today's lesson. We don't have much experience with sheepfolds, most of us. And trying to understand what the sheepfold is to the sheep, you really can't just go and interview the sheep and ask them. But the sheepfold probably represents, I know from the standpoint of the shepherd, it would be easy to see. The sheepfold says, the day is finished. We've come to the end. This is where I want to be. Maybe the way that we can understand the sheepfold <clears throat> is to compare it to going home. You work all day, you're out there amongst the people. Things are happening, there's difficulty, there's strife. Things don't always go well, but you get to go home. You've been on a vacation and enjoyed your time and it's fun to get away, but there comes a point when you say, I just want to go home. When you think about how you feel, <clears throat> what you think about, when you know you're going to go home, or when you get home, maybe in that way we can understand the sheepfold. As we continue our consideration of how we can live the abundant life. We need to consider the sheepfold. We need to consider that place where when it is all said and done, that's where I can run, that's where I can go, that's where I can be. Just like going home, we have the sheepfold. Think with me just a few minutes now about how the sheepfold <clears throat> fits into the life that Jesus calls the abundant life. As our primary text for the whole year, we're looking at John chapter 10. And in that text is where we find Jesus having said in verse 10, I've come that they might have life and have it more abundantly. And various aspects of that life are considered in that chapter. And here is one, the sheepfold. Back up, if you will, in your mind to the beginning of the ministry of Jesus. And I want to suggest to you that this image of sheep, shepherd, and sheepfold began when Jesus' ministry began. He saw that image in the people and he explained it over and over. He used it many times. Well, it would make sense in that part of the country, that part of the world, because sheep was the number one occupation, taking care of sheep, raising sheep, selling sheep, using the wool. That was 
an industry all in itself. And so Jesus could talk about something they had real understanding about. But look at the words of Jesus as he began his ministry right early on. Matthew 9, verse 36. The Bible says that when Jesus saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion because they were weary and scattered and had no shepherd. And it bothered him. Jesus had created every one of them. All people are people of God because God has made them. They are, in that sense, his children. As Jesus walked among the multitudes, his compassion was overwhelming. Because he saw so much that they did not have. And he saw what they had and it wasn't any good. Think with me just a moment about what he saw. What about brought about his compassion? Jesus said, or it was said about him, the people were weary. They were weary. Now, you know what it means to be weary. It means to be tired and, and just worn out. I just want to sit down. I just want to stop. I want to break. I'm weary. Well, that makes sense, but it's even more picturesque with the word in the original language. For the word there means skinned or flayed. They were harassed. They were bothered. They were mistreated. And what made them weary, what made them tired, what made them say, I about had enough, is because they were mistreated. They were abused. And on so many occasions, Jesus <clears throat> said marks of, uh, words of rebuke to the Jewish leaders because they were the ones who were skinning them and flaying them and harassing them. And as Jesus saw them before him in that condition, he knew as sheep before him, they had no security. We know what that's like. We've been through it. Not sure, not secure, not confident that we're going to be okay. And we've seen it over and over. And Jesus saw his sheep that way. Number two, he says, his compassion was for them because they were scattered. <clears throat> it's not just that they were running around on their own. It's a little more than that. 
The word means they were tossed aside, kicked to the curb, if you will. It wasn't just that they were running around. Those who were in charge of them had actually given up and pushed them away and said, get out of here. And because of that, because of that situation, they didn't have any place to be. They couldn't find any rest. They couldn't find any peace. They were scattered. Third, Jesus says, he noticed that they were without a shepherd. To be without a shepherd means you don't have any belonging, no acceptance, no identity. The identity of the sheep lay with the shepherd who was leading them. And it was that shepherd whose voice they would listen to. And it was that shepherd who would give names to those sheep. And they had a personal relationship. Their identity was tied to the shepherd, but now the sheep. Weary and scattered. Had no identity, accepted by no one. And Jesus was moved with compassion. Do you think Jesus is looking today at the multitudes? And thinking the same thing. Don't we live in a world of people who are wearied and scattered and have no shepherd? They're just on their own. They don't belong. They don't have a place. They don't have any real identity. They are beat down and troubled. Maybe you felt that way sometimes. I'm certain you know someone who has. You know people who are. Going through all kinds of difficulty, all kinds of problems, and what do we want? An abundant life. Where are you going to find it? In the sheepfold. Because now we need to see that the sheepfold is the place where one can find all of these things. There is a universal sheepfold headed by one great shepherd, Jesus Christ. In 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 4, Peter calls him, when the chief shepherd appears, you also will appear with him in glory. The chief shepherd over the universal sheepfold offers to all of the sheep these things that those multitudes 
and the people we know don't have. They come from the chief shepherd. Today, if you are looking to be more secure, one of the things that has been the most troublesome in this past year is the fact that people have grown accustomed to fear, afraid, seeing a problem around every corner. If you're looking for security today, the chief shepherd says, I give to you eternal life. They'll never perish. Neither shall anyone pluck them out of my hand. John 10, verse 28. Those multitudes who had no security, Jesus said, you can have security with me. You don't have to be afraid with me. Fear is gone with me because you cannot perish if you stay in my hand. That's real security that the great shepherd offers to the sheep. You want to be accepted? Everybody wants to be accepted. We all want to have a place. We all want to know that somebody else cares about us. We all want to know that we fit, that we have an identity. Jesus said, I'll provide it. I'm the great shepherd. When Peter went before the household of Cornelius in Acts chapter 10, he made this statement in verse 35. Whoever works righteousness is accepted by him. You want to find acceptance? That's where you get it. Ephesians 1 in verse 6, Paul said, He has made us accepted in the Beloved. Do you know somebody right now who doesn't have identity? Do you know somebody right now who seems not to be accepted in society, does not have a place, does not belong? The chief shepherd said, I'll give it to you. And finally, he said in Matthew 11 and in verse 29, Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am meek and lowly in spirit, and you'll find rest. For your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. When you can finally rest and be at peace, when you can finally have contentment and know that everything is okay, if you're looking for that, the chief shepherd says, I'll provide it. But how then does he provide it? Notice, if you will, 1 Peter 5, 
the first three verses. The elders, Peter said, who are among you, I exhort. I am also a fellow elder and a witness of the sufferings of Christ and a partaker of the glory that shall be revealed. Shepherd the flock of God which is among you. Serving as overseers, not by compulsion, but willingly, not for dishonest gain, but eagerly. Nor as being lords over those entrusted to you, but serving as examples to them. The chief shepherd says, I'll provide it. I'll give you security and acceptance and rest. But I'm going to do it through the church that I have established. And the local sheepfolds on the image of the universal sheepfold are the places where people find what they need. Yes, to have the abundant life, everybody needs to be in a local sheepfold. Every sheep needs to know where it is that they can find that security, where they can find that acceptance, where they can be at rest. And it's in the local sheepfold designed by Jesus, the church. There was a cry, a rally cry, many years ago, where people were saying, Jesus, yes. Church, no. I know why they said it. They were tired of trying to find a group of people who looked like the shepherd, Jesus. They wanted to be a part of a place where they absolutely fit, where they were accepted, where they had rest, They were looking for a group that Jesus could minister to them through, and they couldn't find it. Or maybe they just didn't want it because of the demand of a lifestyle. But either way, they didn't have it. If you want to be a part of an abundant life, You need to be an active participant in the church. You cannot. No sheep can survive without a sheepfold. And this is one of the local sheepfolds right here. I'm thankful to God that he designed his church In these local ways because every sheepfold has its own identity its own culture if you will its own look 
And it's okay to have these variations within the sheepfold as long as they are faithful to the chief shepherd and as long as in principle, in doctrine, in faith, in practice, they're following the model of the universal church. But today, let's think about ourselves for a minute. We need to be the place as a church where people find security. They're looking for something solid. Admittedly, sometimes they don't even know what they're looking for. But in this place, we can have the abundant life if we have security. We are firm, we are sure, and we know where we are, we know where we're going, and it's clear. We want to look like Ephesians 2, starting in verse 19. <clears throat> now, therefore, you're no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God. Having been built on the foundations of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone in whom the whole building, being fitted together, grows into a holy temple in the Lord, in whom you also being built together for a dwelling place of God in the Spirit. We need to be a place where people are building their secure lives. They know and understand that this is who we are and this is what we follow and we're under the chief shepherd. And when people have spiritual security, they have what they need even if they don't know it. Number two, we need to be a place where people find acceptance. It's important to be accepted Nobody wants to be shoved aside and pushed aside. Listen to these words to the Corinthians that Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians chapter 3 and in verse 3. He had a problem with Corinth and he said, You are carnal. For where strife and envy and division are, you are carnal and behaving like men. When strife and division and envy invade the sheepfold, some people are kicked out. Some people run away. Some people don't fit because those are the things that drive wedges between people. Listen again. In 2 Corinthians 12 and verse 20. I fear when I come I shall be found by you such as you do not wish. 
and I'll be found by you, I'll find you such as I do not wish. And he says, here's what was in the church at Corinth. Contention, jealousy, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambition, backbiting, whispering, conceits, tumults. How can anybody find acceptance in a church where that kind of thing exists? It is amazing to me that the church in Corinth had more stuff written to it about the problems and the difficulties that they were creating. Would you want to be a part of the Corinth church? And yet God was patient and he was waiting for them to become the sheepfold they needed to be. Can people come here and find acceptance? Can they come here and find an identity? Can they come here and know that they fit? Finally, third, we need to be a church where people find peace, where they can rest. You know what it's like when you come home after a hard day and you sit down and you just... <sighs> That's how it ought to feel in this place. That's how it ought to be among these people. This should not be a place where they become nervous, where they're unsure, where they're concerned that something's going to erupt, where there's something brewing under the surface all of the time. People want to be at rest. The final words that Paul said to the Corinthians in 2 Corinthians 13 and verse number 11, be of good comfort, of one mind, live in peace. To the Ephesians, Paul said, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. And in Thessalonians, 1 Thessalonians 5 and 13, be at peace with one another. We can find the abundant life in the sheepfold when we are people who live in an environment of security, acceptance, and rest. And if we are not that church, then we are not the sheepfold that the chief shepherd wants us to be. In closing, think about these prophetic words of Scripture. In Ezekiel 34 and verse 14, the prophet said, I will cause you to graze in the rich fields and have a fold on the mountains of Israel. 
Those mountains are the same mountains that the prophet Isaiah in chapter 2 said these words. It will come to pass in the latter days that the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established on the top of the mountains and exalted above the hills and all nations shall flow to it. And they will say, come, let us go to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob. He will teach us of his ways. We'll walk in his paths for out of Zion shall go forth the law. The Old Testament prophet said, there's a sheepfold coming where you will find security, you will find acceptance, you will find rest, and you will learn from the chief shepherd. That's who we are. We're a part of the prophecy of Old Testament. To be a part of that universal church established on the mountains literally in Jerusalem the day it started in Acts chapter 2. And now we are a local sheepfold providing abundant life to all who come to be a part. I hope you found it. I hope you are a part. And I hope that each one of us is doing our part to create an environment where others will want to be a part. Today, Jesus said, you have to come through the door to get into the sheepfold. There is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved than the name of Jesus. If you've not submitted to him and given your life to him, you can be immersed into Jesus today. Be a part of the sheepfold. You can find peace and comfort and safety right here. And we can help you with that. If you need us, our Local shepherds will be here at the front to meet you if you need us. Let's stand and sing together. We hope you enjoyed today's broadcast brought to you by the Richmond Church of Christ. We are located at 1500 Lancaster Road in Richmond, Kentucky. We meet on Sunday mornings for Bible class at 9 a.m., followed by our morning worship service held at 10 a.m. Our Sunday evening service is held at 6 p.m., and our midweek Bible study is held on Wednesday at 7 p.m. If you are in the area, we would love to have you as our honored guest. Thanks for listening.